brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to Insight Sports Talk with your host, John Arosabi. I am joined today with my wonderful co-host, Ed Cole. How are you tonight? Joanna, it's again an honor and a privilege to be with you broadcasting and talking sports. Let's get it on. Yes, very, very exciting. <laughs> we'll be talking football to you guys today. So much has happened. Um, we have the playoffs are in the air. We're getting closer and closer as each week approaches. We're pretty much down to the wire on, you know, you can almost say that. So um, we have a couple of teams that have already have that, you know, clinched for them and they don't have to worry about that. Must be nice to be uh, the Chiefs or, you know, they have to worry about fighting, fighting that spot in the playoffs. <laughs> yep, the other must be is- nice. I believe the other team is the Saints, if I remember correctly. So, I would think the Steelers Steelers would be in there as well, even yes. despite their loss to Washington. 11-1, I would think they're in there. Yes. So, but ready to go ahead and bring it to you, and we'll go ahead and we'll just let it all out because we have a lot to say. We're not going to hold back. <laughs> right, Do we ever? Do we ever? Never. Ever. Ever. So, just saying. If PLR was here, he would echo the same thing. Yes, definitely, indeed. We'll try not to talk too much bears so we don't, you know, hurt some feelings. We're gonna go ahead and get down and dirty. We have our local team, the Arizona Cardinals. I'm just gonna kick it off, rip off that Band-Aid and get it over with. So we had the Cardinals on Sunday face off the Rams. That ended up being a 28, to 38 loss for the Arizona Cardinals. I'll be honest, I did not watch the entire game. I kept going back and forth, of course, being that the Packers were playing at the same time as the Arizona Cardinals was a little bit hard to keep track of both. But um, it was just tough to watch that game. 
With that loss, the Cardinals come down, you know, and they're fighting for that playoff spot. And they came down below the Vikings. Vikings won. So they're, you know, hand in hand. The Cardinals, their team is worst in the NFL when it comes to penalties. That's really not much of a surprise that they have the penalties that they do, or they are one of the most penalized teams. But to just be the number one with the most penalties in the NFL is just unacceptable. And that, for one, needs to change. The defense was not solid. Once again, what needs to change, Ed, for the Cardinals to turn this around? They came out on, at the beginning of the season. They were hot. You know, they were getting those wins. There were, you know, so, uh, there were mistakes and there still have been mistakes third, fourth weekend to the season, and they just haven't really been able to recover from that. So is it the special teams? Something there that's not clicking, that's not working. Um, that is that part of it? Is that the major issue at hand? One of the things that I see is Isabella. I think that um, Murray needs to throw more to Isabella and he's not using him enough. Because when he does utilize Isabella, things happen. You, the team doesn't have... Fitzgerald right now. He's been out two weeks. He's uh, hopeful to return the next game, uh, which is imperative for the Cardinals to win. So Ed, I just went on a rant and I know I asked you a question. Jump in here. I think there's so many different issues that's going on with the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, special teams is a huge part of it. Zane Gonzalez has missed six field goals this year. He missed one yesterday. He missed one on Sunday, a 48 yarder, which uh, right before halftime, which would have cut the lead, the Rams lead to 14-10, and of course, we, we, we've, we've known the other misses that he's made. He's missed some huge kicks throughout the season that's really hurt the Arizona Cardinals. He missed one two weeks ago against the New England Patriots that could have given them the lead late in the game, and that, and that didn't work out for the Cardinals, and then the Patriots went down, and Nick Folk kicked a 50-yard field goal to win the game for the Patriots, so there's so many situations that Zane Gonzalez has put the Cardinals in in a negative light because he's missed so many field goals again. 16 of 22, six field goals missed on a season. That's like you said, I'll use your word unacceptable for a kicker. You just cannot have that happen. And I don't even know, frankly, why Zane Gonzalez still has a job because all the misses he misses on field goal attempts are crucial. They're major misses and it's hurting the Arizona Cardinals because you, I don't even know if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury can rely on his kicker. I don't know if he can look at Zane Gonzalez, honestly, Joe and say, do I want to really roll Zane Gonzalez out there and, and risk him missing another field goal when we can possibly even just go for it on fourth down? I mean, at least we, we got a better chance of completing a fourth down than having him roll out there and miss another field goal. And then we're still in the same position where we are right now. It's still the same position as it's same as the same issue as far as field position, but you, at least you don't have your kicker out there missing another field goal. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, our special teams is even that much worse, but that's one aspect of it. Another aspect is I think clearly teams that figured out Kyler Murray. These defensive coordinators have film. Of course, they're watching film on Kyler Murray. They are, they are studying him like a college student studies for a college exam. Like we did when we were in college, when we were studying for exams. These defensive coordinators are studying that hard on Kyler Murray on how to, and how to stop him. And clearly the Rams did that yesterday. He was a complete non-factor as far as his, his, his passing game uh, went yesterday. Yes, he threw three touchdowns, but he threw for 173 yards, Joe. He was a non-factor in the running game as well. Uh, in the first half, the team had 18 yards rushing in the first half on eight rushes. 
that you, you cannot have that happen, especially, yes, the Rams have a, a championship-caliber defense. They're the second-ranked defense in the National Football League. I believe their rushing defense is number three in the league. So, yes, they only give up. What they gave up yesterday, they gave up 92 yards on Sunday to the Cardinals. They give up 93 yards. So they were average as far as what they were giving up on the running game. Their, their defense is outstanding. That is a stellar defense. But I think, again, teams have figured out Kyler Murray and how to, to, how to defend him and go against him. You saw on Sunday, how many, how many of the defensive linemen had their hands up trying to disrupt lanes, tr- trying to disrupt, pa- disrupt passing lanes for Kyler Murray because they know he's, he's, a, he's a short guy. If they can get their paws up there and block Kyler Murray and block his view to try to create a, to complete a pass to DeAndre Hopkins or Keyshawn Johnson or Dan Arnold or anybody out there other than Larry Fitzgerald, which, of course, he missed Sunday's game as well. He's missed two straight games. Can, can he uh, complete a pass to Andy Isabella? No, because these guys are, are getting, in his, getting in his lane. They're collapsing the pocket, so he's not able to get out there in the flat and do what he usually does, which is create havoc. And the Rams did that yesterday on Sunday, and that's what the, the result was. But their offense is struggling because I think, again, teams have figured that out, and their defense is not as good as it was in the first seven games of the season. And it, the team has looked so much different after the bye week, Joe. They've lost uh, in the, the month of November and the early part of December. They've lost, uh, they've lost four out of six, four out of five games. If it were not for that Buffalo Bills miracle – the Hale Murray from Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins, they'd, they'd be on a five-game losing streak right now. So they've lost four out of five games since the bye week. They've looked like a completely different football team since then. Yes, you said it. A complete different football team from what we saw at the beginning of the season to what we're seeing now. And it just, instead of it getting better or seeing such high, some type of change, it just keeps deteriorating more and more. And I feel for uh, Cliff, um, he's the coach. I know he's taking the heat, Murray as well. But at this point, I don't know what more can be done. You know, already know this is, you know, what it comes down to in, in the faults that you have. I don't know what more they can do to turn this around. And you're, you're facing these important games that are must win games. And I don't see that they're going to be winning these. I don't even know if they can go to the MetLife Stadium on Sunday in East Rutherford and actually beat the New York Giants. The New York Giants are the, one of the hottest teams in football right now. They just came off a win in Seattle, Joe, against the Seattle Seahawks. That's a place where Russell Wilson very rarely ever loses. And the Giants went up there and manhandled them, held them to 12 points in their own building, forced two turnovers on the Seattle Seahawks, beat them 17 to 12. This is a team that's won four straight, Joe. They're in first place along with Washington at five and seven. This was a team eight weeks into the season, Joe, they were one and seven. And at that time, they were still in contention for the NFC East division. Now they've won four straight, possibly five straight if they beat the Cardinals on Sunday, which is a very high possibility. Yes, a five, now five and seven team who beat the Seahawks who are eight and four. And, Joe, this is a really good New York Giants team. Joe Judge has his boys rolling right now. There were so many questions about whether Joe Judge at the beginning of the season, whether he's the right fit for the New York Giants. Can he bring the Giants back to prominence? Well, it didn't start off – the first half of the season didn't start off well for them, but the second half has surely turned things around for the New York Giants. Again, they are tied with Washington for first place in the NFC East Division. Should they be the Cardinals on Sunday, they'll be 6-7, and back in first place in, in sole possession of first place. 
depending on what the, uh, what Washington does against uh, the San Francisco 49ers. But that is not going to be an easy task for the Cardinals to go to, to East Rutherford, New Jersey, and win and, and, and beat the New York Giants. At this no. point, I don't see that happening. I don't. I, it's going to be very tough. And we, if, if seeing the Cardinals and the, uh, the Cardinals game against the Bills, if that's an, any example of what they have going in facing the Giants, you know, you have it there. The Bills, they, we know where they're at. And we saw, okay, they're not the greatest team, but it's a team to look out for and look at how far they've made it and where they are now. The Giants is just another example of those teams. Yes. The Cardinals need to put it together, <laughs> bring their, you know, stuff together and go out there with everything that they got to, so they can beat the Giants because they're co- the Giants are coming off a huge high beating one of the best teams or the best team in the NFC West who are the Seahawks. Uh- yeah, other than the Los Angeles Rams, yes, I'd agree with you. And yes. again, it's uh, and I'm sure not a lot of people gave the New York Giants a chance to go to Seattle, to go to CenturyLink Field and come out with a victory. But you know who did? Themselves. They believed they could go to the Pacific Northwest, beat Russell Wilson, come out of there five and seven, and be in first place. And that's exactly what they did. They they were down five nothing at the half. They gave up a safety right before the half, and the the Seahawks kicked the, kicked the field goal before that. After that, it was a it was a whitewash. They had a 17-0 run. Alfred Morris had two touchdowns. The journeyman Alfred Morris, Colt McCoy, played decently. I mean, he didn't really have to with that deep with the Giants defense, he didn't really have to play like Jared Goff did yesterday. He didn't have to throw for 351 yards. He just had to play smart football and let his defense do the rest. And that's what they did yesterday. That's the recipe for what the New York Giants do. They're, they've been known for uh, for having stellar defenses throughout their entire throughout the entire organization from the beginning of the New York Giants until now. They've been built on defense. And it, not to mention, not to say that they don't have they haven't had solid players offensively throughout the years because they have had it. But they've always been known for their tight and ferocious defenses. And that's what they have this year under Joe Judge. I'm worried about because Sunday, they- honestly. I, I'm worried, Joe. Seriously. They, they, they're going to go cross country against a team, like you said, that is so hyped up, that have such that that have the highest of beliefs beliefs in themselves after going out to Seattle and beating them and winning four straight games, of course they believe that they can win five straight knock off the Cardinals and be, <laughs> and be six and seven. Why wouldn't the giants believe that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm no doubt about it. And I'm not looking forward to watching that game at all. And I'm probably going to watch it like watching a scary movie you yep. know, like this with yes. my hands over my face and peeking through, through, through your fingers, you know, type of, that's probably what I'm going to be, how I'm going to be watching the Cardinals game on Sunday. It is going to be a slugfest, and that's what the New York Giants want. It's going to be cold up there, I'm sure, in New Jersey, and that's going to make it, that's an even tougher factor for the Cardinals. They've got to go, obviously for the fact they've got to go cross country, it's going to be cold weather. Again, you're facing a team that is on a major role right now that has the absolute, the most utmost in confidence in themselves, and you're reeling right now, lost four out of five. How do you re- how do you rectify that? How do you remedy yourselves? How do you bring yourselves back to relevance? How do you believe in yourself that you're the Arizona Cardinals and you can go cross country and beat the Giants? If you don't believe that, then nobody else will. Yeah, it all starts with you. Believe with yourself and and the team. And I just wish the Cardinals the very best and hoping that they do come off with the win and that we are wrong. Um, they can prove us wrong. 
of them coming up with the loss going into um, playing the Giants as they play the Giants. So just have to wait and see. Hopefully Fitz comes back and he's he's good and can be a benefit um, in helping bringing the Cardinals to a win with Hopkins. You know, and you, you, yes, we know that they've already figured it out, but they need to come up with something different. They need to get it together and have, you know, have some changes in there. So yes. up your playbook. Because you cannot have DeAndre Hopkins have only 52 yards receiving like he did on Sunday. Again, give the Los Angeles Rams credit. That defense is outstanding. The, mm-hmm. the, what they drew up against Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins in that offense, it was a work of art. It clearly worked. They held the Cardinals to 232 yards, Joe. That's like almost 70 yards below what they gave up on average. 232 mm-hmm. yards? How do you counteract that? How do you counteract the defense that that's, that's that good? You, you can't. Even with a top-tier quarterback like Kyler Murray and one of the best wide receivers in the league and a, an outstanding running back in Kenyon Drake, he was non-existent on Sunday. Ten rushes for 49 yards. Yes, he had a touchdown run, but less than 50 yards rushing. The team had 92 yards rushing as a whole. This is one of this is the fourth-ranked rushing defense, rushing offense in the National Football League, and they hold you to under 100, 100 yards rushing. Wow! Just again, tip your cap to the Los Angeles Rams for what they did on Sunday yep. against the Cardinals. Yep, they've been able to turn that, you know, that team has been able to turn it around. You know, I do tip my hat off because I was not expecting for them to have the season that they are having this season whatsoever. So definitely tip of the hat to the Rams. But another tip of the hat that I want to give to is Aaron Rodgers. No surprise there. Yeah, yeah. Big surprise there, Joe. <laughs> no, but you, you, tip yeah. of the hat to, the, to Aaron Rodgers. Hold on. That's not, that's not a long uh, branch out there to jump on, is it? No. Well, here's the thing. We're <laughs> jumping ahead of me, Ed. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish the sentence. Okay. He's been the fastest to reach 400 touchdown passes at 37 years old. In what, 193 games? Is that right? 193 outings. Mm-hmm. He's on, on pace to have, you know, earn the MVP for the year. There's just no stopping Aaron Rodgers. I think he just keeps hitting milestone after milestone this season. And I think, I believe that this is his best season of his career, probably. And there's no stopping him. And he's only getting better. And yes, the pack, you know, Packers did win. Of course, they played the Eagles. That was a 30 to 16 uh, victory for the Packers, um, nine and three. We knew going in that how that was going to turn out. It's pretty much it was a given. But, yes, you know, that's my my you know tip of the hat to Aaron Rodgers. Wentz was sacked for ten consecutive games. Ouch. So, I'll get to Carson Wentz. I'll get to Carson in a minute, but um, I, I think Aaron is still carrying a grudge against the Green Bay Packers for drafting Jordan Love. Do you do you agree with me? And he and he talked about that recently about um, yeah. So he had kind of a um, kind of a backhanded sl- uh, uh, snip at the the Packers organization. It was on a podcast, I believe, and he was like, "Well, yeah, um, I kind of I kind of knew I was going to be this good, even though some people in an organization may not have believed in me." i.e. them drafting Jordan Love, because maybe there was some people in the, in the Packers organization that thought maybe Aaron was done. And that's why they were drafting Jordan Love to be the future for the Green Bay Packers. And that lit a fire under Aaron Rodgers. And we're seeing that this year. It could be. I, I don't think so. 
um, I can see where that's coming up, you know, where that was kind of um, um, magnified upon. But, you know, also, you know, planning ahead, this, the Packers did this, you know, when Brett Favre and bringing in Aaron, bringing in Aaron Rodgers. And if you look at you look at it, it's, you know, at the right time, you know, not, you know, kicking off. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Aaron Rodgers and putting him to the sideline. No, not at all. You know, at the same time, you you also have to think and be able to have a backup. Who that can be grooming that. Uh, potential who's good who you know would be a potential starter um in the future for Aaron Rodgers but you also have to keep in mind you know he and I and and I can see where where, uh some of this concern may come about is Aaron Rodgers did have you know a tough has had a couple of tough seasons and he's he's that he's had in the past being injured and everything so maybe it was just planning ahead hey should Aaron Rodgers be injured you know having you know someone coming in not only having a backup quarterback, but also having someone in addition to that. Because we, we saw when, when, when Aaron Rodgers, when he had a broken collarbone, you know, how, how tough that was. The Packers, you know, the Packers weren't, weren't the best after that um, hit for, that took down our Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, there's a lot of things to take into place, into consideration. But maybe, maybe it did light a fire under his butt and be like, hey, I'm going to prove you wrong. And having the, the best season of his career. Hey, I don't know. That's you know, you know, that's a question to ask Aaron. And yeah. that's the case. And I, I feel your side where you're coming from, but I'm 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 looking from Aaron's side as far as him wanting more weapons offensively. Yes, Devontae Adams is one of the best, if not the best wide mm-hmm. receiver in the league. Alan Lazard is an outstanding wide receiver. Robert Tanyan is an excellent tight end. But Aaron wants more t- he wants more weapons, you know, because we know Devontae Adams has had kind of a, a, a spotty history as far as his health is concerned. Same thing with Alan Lazard. He had core muscle surgery this year. So um, yep. when, when his when his targets are there, when his weapons are there, like Devontae Adams, he's caught a touchdown pass in seven straight games. I believe that's an NFL record. Oh, yes. My goodness, Devontae Adams, Amazing. when he's healthy, he is the best wide receiver in football, no question. But when, when, when he's not healthy, when when Aaron doesn't have all of his weapons, when if he doesn't have Aaron Jones back there in the backfield, of course, the kid was a monster on Sunday, 15 for 130 and a touchdown. When, when his weapons are hurt, when those guys are banged up, it's a different Green Bay Packers football team. And that's what Aaron was asking for. He was just asking probably for more help on the offensive side, not to draft another quarterback. Yeah, and that, that's another, you know, I do also see that. That's that's a good point, Ed, because you 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 have to have that. If you don't have those, those pieces, um, it's like playing chess. You have to have the right pieces in order to, to, to win. 
Right. Um, and if you're not being given those pieces or those are taken away from you, you're at a, at a stalemate and you, or you just get checkmate. He has those pieces now. As, yes. Devante Adams has been phenomenal. I just, Out of this world. I, it, exactly. I'm like, I have no words to describe, you know, we saw <laughs> it yesterday. Oh my gosh. You know, and that's, you know, when you have those right pieces too, not only as a quarterback, do you succeed, but you also succeed as a team. And yes. you're able to showcase, you know, great players, their skills and make help them make them even better players. Exactly. So with what you just said. So yeah, I, I don't know, but I just hope that Aaron Rodgers keeps on pace. You know, he's just phenomenal this season and hopefully they make it to the Super Bowl. You'd love that, wouldn't you? I would love that. Yes. You know, I would love I would love a Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints NFC Championship game. Oh, if, if, if it's if it's Rodgers and Breeze, that would be amazing. Because right now it, it just looks yeah. like it looks like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are they look they were uh, a few weeks ago they were the darlings of the of the NFC alongside the Saints and the Packers, but they've struggled a lot recently. They've lost a lot of home games, a lot of prime time home games, and the relationship between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady has to be strained. And I don't know if part of it is because Tom Brady wanted Antonio Brown there when Bruce Arians clearly didn't want him there. I don't know if that was part of the rift that which it seems like Arians and Brady has. And it's also a situation where Tom Brady is probably not really being used, utilized properly in Bruce Arians system. We know Bruce Arians, you and I know him from his days with the Cardinals. He's a very headstrong head coach. What he wants to do is what he wants to do. And I don't know if, if he's really scheming correctly for Tom Brady, for the greatest quarterback of all time in his system. And I know it takes time for Tom to, to learn a new system because he's only known one system under Bill Belichick. Now he has learned a whole new system under Bruce Arians. So it does take time, but is the time being utilized properly with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady? Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to um, bring it in later, but let's yeah, let's jump on that because – Tom Brady has not had the best of the games um, recently. And it just, it's, we've seen it. It's, there's something that's missing there, whether that's Tom Brady and Bruce Arians is, but whether that's the butting of heads, they're just not in agreement. Antonio Brown, yes, that's probably one of the things to, to take in consideration of why um, there's not that connection there. We saw how, how upset Tom Brady was last game. He wasn't happy whatsoever. You know, thinking that you have, you know, your your guy, you know, come, you know, you brought him along with you. Um, oh my gosh, Ed Gronk, you know, and Tom Brady, you you know, the dynamic duo. Yes. And, and there's nothing there. And you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and you've got Cameron Bray, another really good tight end. Yes. He's he's got you weapons have there. Some great. And he's you, got Leonard yes. Fournette. You have some great players. You have those pieces there. And the one of the best coaches in the league, and you're just com- keep coming short. Is it because there's something there as a team, as a quarterback coach connection that's just not, you know, that's just not there? Is it Tom Brady? Is he is he the reason why he's not playing? You know, Tom Brady that, that we're used to seeing. You know, he is getting up there in age. He's 43. He's not the oldest quarterback, you know, we've had Kurt Warner who was, I can't remember how old, but he was in you know late forties uh, when he mm-hmm. retired. I don't know if that's a factor. 
I just don't know because this is not, it just sucks to see Tom Brady seeing the Bucks and all of those great um, pieces that they have, all those, all those elements and not being put into place in winning, especially those games are very important to win and they're just they're just like watching the cardinals the arizona cardinals play it's pretty much what it all come you know when i see them now it's just like oh my gosh it's just like is there they is, is he gonna win is he gonna tank like what is going to happen they're on a bye week this week you know the uh, tampa bay bucks and north um carolina panthers they're they're both those both two teams are in a bye um they'll be back next week Tom Brady and the Bucks, they go on and face the Vikings. You know, Vikings have been, you know, they've been pretty good. Yes. They, they won. And they've won five they're, straight. Yes. They're, they're head to head with Arizona Cardinals in that playoff contention, which we'll get a little bit into later. But I don't know if Tom Brady's going to be able to come on top and be able to beat the Vikings with the power that they have coming into this next week's game. Me neither. They've lost three straight games at home, Joe. Obviously, they we remember that Sunday night game on November eighth when they when the Saints went there and destroyed them, thirty eight three, and they lost to the Rams on Monday Night Football, twenty seven twenty four, and then they lost to Kansas City last week before the bye, twenty seven twenty four. Patrick Mahomes went in there and, and got a victory there, but it, it's like it's there's there comes a time when you're you just. When, where's where's the belief system in you? Even when you walk out of your own home building, you you think that you, you should come out victorious. But again, you've got Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings, and they've got a young, a really good young wide receiver, Jefferson. This kid just passed uh, almost 1,100 yards receiving. This kid is on fire. Uh, him and Kirk Cousins are making some connections. Adam Thielen is still there. He's still a very viable wide receiver. This is a team, again, winning five straight games. They were one and five at one point. Five straight victories. They're six and six. As you say, Joe, they're tied with the Cardinals. They're in contention for a wild for a wild card spot, a playoff spot. We know there's an extra playoff spot this year. So that's a critical critical and crucial game for the Minnesota Vikings to go down to Tampa and come out victorious, which is a a, a very possible scenario, considering the way the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have played at home over the last month. Yeah. And you know what? I don't think we'll be this probably the be the first in how long Brady not making it to a playoff. So the last time that the Patriots and Tom Brady, yeah, Patriots and Tom Brady missed the playoffs was in 2008. And that's when Brady missed all but one game with a torn ACL. That's when, when he had that injury. That's right. Yeah. 2008. Yep. So, so it's been 12, 12 years. Yeah. And the England, New England had a non-losing season. Uh, since 2000 with Belichick's first season as a head coach. This probably may be the year that we'll, we'll see that. We won't see Tom Brady in the playoffs. And let's hope that maybe they can turn around, turn that around in the next, you know, with the very few games that they have. Because Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, the coach that Arians is, that we both know amazing and what he can do. And the amazing player quarterback that Tom Brady is, with Gronk and all the other great players that are in that team. Great to see, to see that um, come into fruition and seeing them in the playoffs, but that probably may not be the case. But Joe, I think, I think it's highly possible depending on what happens against Minnesota, their last three games after that, two with Atlanta, one at Detroit, one game, their, their game after Minnesota, they go to Atlanta. The week after that, they go to Detroit. Those are two winnable games. And then they finish the season with the, with the Falcons at home. 
So it's possible, even if they lose to the Minnesota Vikings and they go to seven and six, if they win, if they run the table those last three games, ten and six will get you into the playoffs. I would imagine, right? Hey, we're we're seeing one of the worst, you know, divisions and you know, teams in the NFL that are going to be making it to the playoffs. You know, yep, just horrible, horrible winning records. So anything's possible this season, as we've you know we've come to to see this year. Of course, Tampa would love to run the table, go 11 and five, and that would definitely get them into the playoffs. If you win 11 games and you don't make the playoffs, yeah, they'll get in at 11 and five. Let's hope. But you know somebody who's not missing the playoffs and who has had just the phenomenal of seasons has been the Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Before Monday night occurred. And you have that. Yes, that downfall, which they were uh, defeated by the – Washington team and their wonderful quarterback, Smith. The comeback player of the year, unanimous. Yes. There's another tip of the hat, you know, come on, to to hand the Pittsburgh Steelers a loss. You know, Washington team has not been yet the, the best of, of the teams this year. They've had their struggles having Ron Smith come back, which is, has been amazing to see him back out on that field thinking that he was his career was over after yeah. that that injury and everything that he went through. But yeah, that's just phenomenal. But the Steelers will, you know, they're in there. Oh yeah, 11 and 1, but it's, it's got to be disappointing that that's the way that their that their undefeated uh run this season would end with such a disappointing loss to the Washington football team at home on Monday Night Football. And I'm sure that Mike Tomlin is extremely upset by the way they played. They didn't even play their best football against Baltimore just a few days ago. And, that, and that's tough that they had to reschedule that Ravens game three different times. And that, I'm oh, sure gosh. that threw off their rhythm, Joe, that they had, yeah. to, they had, to, they had three different con- types of preparation for the Baltimore Ravens. They beat the Ravens. And then just days later, they had to get prepared for the Washington football team. They had to push that game back because that was supposed to be a Sunday game. They pushed that back to, to, a, to a Monday night game to accommodate them because they couldn't have them play – uh, uh, Baltimore on a Tuesday and then expect them to play Washington on a Sunday. Right. You just couldn't it's, do that. You know, and, and I'm sure that that's what made, uh, took a, you know, was a major factor in with all of that happening. Um, they probably were not at their best. Uh, I, to be honest, I thought that they were probably going to more than likely would have gone undefeated if, if it wouldn't have been for that all the way through the playoffs. Yeah. I was, I, almost I, sure, I was almost sure of it that that was going to happen. Yes, but having to play Baltimore, let me correct myself, play Baltimore on a Wednesday, there's no way they could turn around on a Sunday, no way. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days later and play Washington. No, it's a tough situation. And I'm Not sure possible. the Steelers are frustrated by what happened with Baltimore and this whole COVID outbreak with them, 24 players and personnel coming down with the COVID virus and that throwing the Ravens off and then in turn that throwing the Steelers off. And then that got them into the situation on Monday night against the Washington football team, and they came out lackluster and sluggish. They dropped seven, seven passes. They only ran for 21 yards. That's not indicative of a Pittsburgh Steelers team to only run for 21 yards and drop seven passes. Just looking at the stats, their major factors. Chase Claypool had two catches for 38 yards. Give credit to the Washington defense. Juju Smith-Schuster, just seven catches for 28 yards, Joe. So, again, give Washington's defense credit for shutting down their, their major weapons. Deontay Johnson had eight catches for 71 yards. So, so all the weapons that Ben Roethlisberger had, it took him 30, it took him 53 passes, Joe, just to get 305 yards. 
So he had to labor to get 300 yards. He threw almost 60 passes to get 300 yards. What does yeah. that say about the Washington defense? They were on yeah. point on Monday night. Oh, yeah. That was a tough game for Roethlisberger, and he had to, you know, put up a fight because that's not, that's not Roethlisberger numbers. No. He can usually get 300 yards and, you know, 30 to 35 passes, not 53. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to admit, I'm, I'm a bit surprised with the season that that's, they've had. Uh, Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, yeah. Yeah, because I know we always bust them, you know, bust some chops and always tear them apart. But they've, they've come to prove us wrong, and they came up with, uh, came up with the win, 41-35 uh, against the Titans. And that was, that was a good game. I watched yes, it was. Uh, part of that game. Um, but, yeah, it's, we're going to see the Browns in the playoffs. That was an impressive victory to go down to Nashville – and have almost 500 yards of offense. Baker Mayfield was outstanding. He was inc- he was he was stellar. 25 of 33, 334, four touchdowns. Nick Chubb was on his game, 18 rushes for 80 yards. So they had the complete thing going offensively again, 458, and they had to withstand a furious rally because uh, the Tennessee Titans came back pretty strong in the second half. They were down 38-7 at the half, but they didn't give up. They rallied back, scored 28 points in the second half, almost came back with the victory, but uh, the Cleveland Browns held on. It's never easy to beat a team like the Tennessee Titans. They're very good too. They're they're great. They're they're, great they're really good. Yeah. But and it's hard it's hard to win anywhere. But to go to Nashville to go on the road, it's hard to win on the road in the National Football League. But give credit to the Cleveland Browns for going to Nashville and coming out with that victory. And they're nine and three. Great win for them. Yeah, definitely. And I just have to give it up to Mahomes. He had just what he was able to do Sunday night against the Broncos. Dude, just he's just on fire. There's just no stopping him. It's between him and Aaron Rodgers for the MVP. And for a while there, before Russell started to started to slip when they had that yeah. uh, when they had that uh, that losing streak and they started to turn the ball over a lot. Russell was in the MVP conversation, but now. That, that Russell was kind of slipped away from there. It's a two-man race with Rodgers and Mahomes. No question. Definitely. So just what that kid, he's a kid, 25. Yes. He's a baby, yes. Still a baby, but and you know what? I, I, been able to I, I, do is this phenomenal in, in just a short amount of time and coming off winning the Super Bowl and having the season that you're having 11, another 11-1 11 and team and those throws and that one, you know, specific specific throw how he was just able to perfectly just throw that and you know onto target and make that beautiful um catch I can't remember who who made that catch but it's like okay well I see what you got you're not talking about the Tyreek Hill catch in the end zone are you are you talking about a a different catch I'm probably talking about a different catch it was in the okay but the the Tyreek catch where he thought he didn't have a touchdown pass yeah he he thought he didn't even catch that too Mm -hmm. yeah so he went to Andy Reid and said, no, I didn't catch that ball, coach. But Andy was like, yes, you did catch that ball. He caught that ball. That was, un- that was unbelievable. Yeah, because I was, I was writing some notes down. And then I was like, okay, I'm like, look up. And I'm like, he didn't make that catch. And I'm like, and then I'm, wait, I'm like, hold on. He made the catch. He did make the catch, yeah. I was like, once I saw that replay, I was like, wait, I'm like, what? But no, this was another, this was another one. Um, but well, you know, probably I want to say maybe midfield. I remember what yard line there was. No one in the area. He throws that ball. I don't remember who it is uh, at the moment. Just comes down perfectly and just 
you know, catches that, makes that beautiful catch. It was just great. And we can go back to the Tampa game. The first quarter that Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill had was one of the most incredible quarters that any quarterback and wide receiver have ever had. For Tyreek Hill to have 203 yards in the first quarter, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, how often does that ever happen that a wide receiver gets 200 yards in a quarter, Joe? Never. There's most wide receivers in their lifetime won't get 203 yards in a game, let alone a quarter. Phenomenal. So who would be your MVP? Be... Put your journalist hat on. Don't don't think, oh, I'm just a Packers fan. I'm going to go for Aaron Rodgers because he's my guy. I love Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, I, I know where you would really want to go with this. You want to go with Aaron, don't you? Uh, it's it's tough. It's really close. Tough, yeah. Like, Both I of those really guys think, are playing. Like, oh my to gosh. be honest, yes, I wanted to say Aaron Rodgers because I followed him. Well, you know how how long I've been a Packers fan. I'm not going to say, you know, for how many years, but been, it's been a very, very long time since Brett Favre. And then you know, there goes Aaron Rodgers. And then mm-hmm. you know, keep continuing with, with Jordan. So um, regardless, can I get back to you on our, on our next show uh, with that answer? Because I have to put some numbers together. I can't, okay. Yes. I, I can't just blurt it out because Patrick yes. is just, he's just fire as well. And the things he's been able to do for the season He's, I don't know if he's have, he's probably been having a better season than he did last season too. It's just incredible. It is. And how many quarterbacks are able to follow up a season that they had previously, the, the season he had taking his team to a world championship, and he turns around and does the same exact thing, if not better, the following season, and potentially could lead the Chiefs to a repeat. That very yeah, rarely ever happens. Very rarely that hardly happens. ever happens. Yes. That's a Tom Brady type of, you know, skill. Phenomenal right there. Um, Aaron Rodgers, another example. You know, Drew Brees right there, maybe possibly, you know, type of, you know, maybe not taking them back to the Super Bowl, but having those type of seasons, you know, back to back is what I'm referring to. Um, You know, we go back, we can keep going back further and further, but those are just a few, very few examples that not very many can um, have that feat. Yeah, that have some homework to do. I'll have, you know, make that notation, you know, down for yourself for next show. Okay. <laughs> so I can give you that honest answer as much as right now, I'll, my heart will just say Aaron Rodgers, no doubt about it. But I knew you would. If, if you if you want a fair answer, I need to do a little bit more homework and put do the research and put the numbers down. <laughs> okay. I just said, just, just don't count out my homeboy. Don't count out my homes. No, I'm not counting him out. Like he's. Yeah, he is. He is outstanding. My he's gosh. He's forced what a talent. to be reckoned with. But that's uh, no doubt. There's no doubt about it. 
He's worth every penny that Kansas City Chiefs are paying him, and they're paying him a lot of pennies. Yes. A lot of pennies. A lot of pennies. <laughs> yeah. Is it good, bad, and ugly time now? Good, bad, and the ugly. Yes. So let's start off with the good. Keep on with the good before we get to the ugly. All right. So for me, it's two. I do, I, it's a tie for the good. Maybe a 1A and a 1B. <laughs> okay. There was a lot of good on Sunday. There was, there was a lot. A of lot of, there's a lot of good, which yeah. really made it hard. And when what you know the game recap we've had here, it's it's really um, tough to just pick one. But I have. I know. To I'm, with, I'm I'm looking at these games now. It's like so many to choose from. Of of course, you know we just talked about about him, Packers, Aaron Rodgers, has to be on my good. Putting that aside, I would have to other than that have would also have to put in the Cleveland Browns in there. Okay reasons that we mentioned earlier is this i can't have i don't have any words i can't speak oh my gosh i need to go back to grade school to learn how to speak again <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but coming off of that off of that win against the titans which is not an you know we know that they're a great team not a not an easy win to come up you know to come off mm-hmm. uh, or to or to get uh against that type of team i have to definitely give it to uh, give that uh tip of the hat to the browns and baker mayfield okay. I am scanning these games. Of course, one game we already talked about, the Giants going to Seattle, going cross-country to beat the, the Seattle Seahawks to drop them to eight and four. That's that's a good for me. The Giants are back in first place, tied with Washington at five and seven. That's one good for me. And Washington, of course, going to Pittsburgh last night and, and beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. They, they go to five and seven. So they, they and the Giants are, are, again, tied for first place. Them going to Pittsburgh, knocking them off. And now the Pittsburgh Steelers are no more they're not undefeated anymore. They dropped them to 11 and one. So those are two goods. Actually, a third one will be the New England Patriots. They go out to Inglewood and absolutely destroy Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know what Anthony Lynn's job tenure is like right now, but it's got to be on thin ice, especially after them getting destroyed by 45 at home to the New England Patriots. Watch out for the Patriots, Joe. They've won four out of five. You knew Bill Belichick was going to get his boys together eventually. And now those guys are feeling it right now. And they've got a Thursday night game against the Los Angeles Rams, which will be on NFL Network. I'm sure that'll be on Prime and Fox. That's another huge game in Englewood. It's a crazy schedule that the uh, – I like how the schedule makers did that, where the, the Patriots will play the Chargers, and then four days later they play the Rams in the same building. That's going to be a huge matchup for the Rams and the yeah. New England Patriots. But I'll tell you what, Cam Newton better not throw for 60 yards against the Rams. Otherwise, they're losing that game. He can't yeah. throw for 60 yards like he did against the Chargers, against the Rams, and expect to win because that's not going to happen. It's like with you men saying that, it's kind of like it tur- it, the tables have turned. The Patriots, how their season was not starting off the best. You know, Tom Brady, the Bucks were having a, a good season at the beginning, and mm-hmm. now everything's tables have turned. Yes, it's completely flipped, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just mm. that, I just thought of that. I'm like, that's the, you know, how did that analogy? I thought I would throw it out there. You think Tom misses Bill in Foxborough, Massachusetts right now? Yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Money talks though. Yes. What's your bad or bads? Um, my bad. Well, I have to, let me go ahead and throw one other good in there before I move on oh. to my bad. And I have to yeah. actually give it. And we, we, t- we touched a little bit earlier and and I and I said and I had mentioned this a, a while back. The Bills going against 49ers is just another one. And and keep 
continue to keep your eyes on them. You know, they're not the, the, the best team in the NFL, but they'll surprise you. And that's one of the things they've done last night going against the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. Um, is just that. They've got to get their running game intact, Joe. They've got to be able to run the ball more. Josh Allen is an outstanding uh, uh, quarterback, and he's got a, a bevy of talent with Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs and, and Devin Singletary. But they've got to be able to get their running game going if they expect to win in the playoffs. But regardless of that, if they can get that going, their defense is really good. And again, Josh Allen is an outstanding football talent. He is the guy that, that could lead them very far in the playoffs. And I agree with you. Be on the lookout for the Buffalo Bills because – Sean McDermott has that team on fire right now. And yes. we saw it last night against the San Francisco 49ers in Glendale. As a matter of fact, at State Farm yes, Stadium. At State Farm Stadium, home of the Arizona Cardinals. My bad. I have to say the Seahawks losing to the Giants. It's hard not to give the, the Seattle Seahawks, you know, the type of team that they are, the best team in the, in the toughest division in, in the NFL. It was the Seahawks going down against the Giants. Well, my bad and ugly is going to is going to come from two games, with the, from the same game in Green Bay, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're horrendous. They're awful, and it's it's a shame that they're still in contention in the NFC East. They go to Green Bay. Were it not for for uh, for Jalen Rieger, seventy three yard uh, punt return toward the end, that game was completely out of hand. Joe, it was twenty three to three in the fourth quarter. Then uh, uh, Jalen Hurts comes in for. Uh, Carson Wentz, that's going to be part of my ugly. That's going to be a like a tease for my ugly. But the Philadelphia Eagles at 3-8-1, and one, they stink up the joint in Green Bay, Wisconsin, in your building at Lambeau Field, and they're still in contention. That's that's a bad that the Philadelphia Eagles – I don't know what's going to happen after this season. Is Carson – are they going to lose Doug Peterson? Are they going to fire him? Are they, are they going to fire Howie Roseman, their general manager? But things are not good in Philadelphia. It's really bad in Philadelphia, and that's one of my bads. Another bad would be the New York, the New York Jets. That's going to be part of my ugly as well, the, another precursor. But another, a bad is the New York Jets coming oh so close, Joanna, to their first win of the season, but they couldn't get it because of a stupid formation that their former defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, called a cover zero, which helped them lose the game with Derek Carr throwing a, a long touchdown pass to Henry Ruggs the third against the rookie rookie wide uh, rookie cornerback and that helped the New York Jets go to 0 and 12 but that's that's yeah, my bad which is going to lead to the ugly Jets. yep that's just I don't know if you would call that bad that's just playing out and horrendous oh the ugly is coming from that game it's coming Ugh, but yep I don't even Once think get- it counts as ugly but anyway <laughs> is, is there any is there is there a is there a sub category worse than ugly horrendous Okay, let's do good, bad, ugly, and horrendous now. <laughs> <laughs> or just uh, unmentionable. Yeah, or Probably. good, bad. Just, just go, just do good, bad, and horrendous. Just skip <laughs> ugly and just go off the cliff. Right? <laughs> go off the cliff. Uh, yes. That's going to be a hard yep. fall. Straight off okay, the train. Right. Brace yourself for landing. <laughs> yep. Uh, for a crash my, landing. Uh, uh, real hard crash landing for sure. Uh, but my ugly... I just have to give it to the Cardinals. There's no no doubt about that. <sighs> I don't know that mm. I have any more words left to even describe. Yeah. For my ugly being the roast that you know we had earlier in the show at the, at the beginning of the show. So it does. I don't think it, uh, there's anything left there to say. 
Um, Cardinals borderline of falling out of the a playoff contention. That's my ugly. All right. I think I've got three uglies. I would put the Cardinals in there as well. It, it was a division game, a team you're fighting with for the division title, potentially, and a playoff spot, potentially. And you go out there in your own building and you lay a complete egg in the first half. And the second half was good. Offensively, they scored 21 points in the second half. But you cannot con- continue to trade score for score with them, Joe. The Rams, every time the Rams will score, the Cardinals will score. Then they just go back and forth. The, the first half was awful. And then you buried yourself. And then it's just the Kyler Murray wasn't good. All of his weapons were, were, were covered. You missed Larry Fitzgerald. You couldn't run the ball. Jared Goff had a 351 yards. Their defense is outstanding. Again, a championship caliber defense by the way they looked yesterday. And from a statistical standpoint, they are. The Rams are uh, an outstanding football team at eight and four. They are a legitimate threat to win the division and potentially go deep into the playoffs. So that would be one of my three uglies, the, the Cardinals losing that game and falling to six and six, losing four out of five games since the bye week. And things are just in complete spiral. Things are spiraling out of control for the Arizona Cardinals. That's no, uh, ugly number one. My ugly number two, I'm looking right at it. Carson Wentz, 6 of 15 for 79 yards. You get benched. Jalen Hurts comes in, plays better than you. 5 of 12, well, it's the, uh, 5 of 12, eh, about 50%, 109 yards. At least he showed some life offensively for the Philadelphia Eagles. Took him down there on that scoring drive, a, a nine-play, 73-yard scoring drive. Something that Carson Wentz could not do yesterday on Sunday against your Green Bay Packers. That's a complete ugly. I don't know what in the world is going on with Carson Wentz, but they paid him too much money, Joe, for him to have these kind of performances and have his football team at three, eight, and one. That's, that's ugly you, number two. Mm-hmm. Before you go to your ugly number three, I want to ask you, uh, do you think that Wentz, he got benched, of course, and do you think that, he probably will be out maybe one or two games due to to the fact of yesterday's game and that outcome. I, I don't even think Doug Peterson knows what he what he wants to do, whether he wants Should to roll he? out Jalen Hurts. Should he? It, it it's hard to sell that to a Philadelphia fan base that looks at Carson Wentz and his salary and says, "Okay, you want to put a guy that's making that that signed a, a hundred plus million dollar contract? You want to bench him for a rookie quarterback?" Even though Jalen Hurts, he's an, uh, clearly he's unproven because he's a rookie. At least Carson Wentz has some experience, but the experience lately this season has been horrific for the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's like, what, what, what does Doug Peterson do? But didn't we really kind of see that with Andrew Luck, though, recently? Yes. Just, just, yes. Just a thought. I don't know. What, what, what does he do? You're still in the thick of an NFC East chase. Do you want to chance it and throw Jalen Hurts out there, a rookie, to see what he can do potentially? He's putting out better numbers than your starter. Maybe it's worth a shot. Maybe you yes. could come out and and have a better chance of, of winning and turning that little you know a little bit around. Not that you have the best record in the NFL or anything, but given the circumstances, the Dolphins did it when they benched uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick for two Tango by Loa. There you go. Same kind of situation, even though Ryan's not making the same money that Carson Wentz is. It always, all, all, always, always comes down to money. They look at that Carson Wentz contract, that extension that he signed uh, back in 2019, and they say, okay, so, so the, let me get this straight. So the Eagles are paying him how much, how much of a, how much, a hundred plus million dollars they're going to give him, but they're going to bench him for Jalen Hurts. 
So that's just that's just money sitting on the sidelines. But do you want to win? Do you, yeah, do you want to win or are you concerned about Carson Wentz's salary? You want to win. Exactly. That's a tough decision for Peterson. I don't envy him right now. And the third ugly would, again, come from MetLife Stadium on Sunday, the scene of an uh, epic collapse by the New York Jets when they had a chance, again, to get their first victory of the season, Joe. But former defensive coordinator Greg Williams decides to pull a cover zero and put rookie cornerbacks, a rookie cornerback, Lamar Jackson, not that Lamar in Baltimore, but the other Lamar no, Jackson, yeah. up, up against one of the fastest, if, if, the, if not the fastest, wide receiver in the league outside of Tyreek Hill and Henry Ruggs III. You want to put a rookie quarter, a rookie cornerback against Henry Ruggs Can't with no safety help over the top, and Derek Carr just throws an absolute strike to Henry Ruggs, and that's the way the New York Jets lose the game because Greg Williams says, okay, I'm going to do it this way. And Adam Gates did not have the gumption. He did not have the gall to call a timeout when he was second-guessing himself on not calling the timeout, Joe, because he said, oh, I trust Greg Williams. That's why I, tr- that's why I hired him, because I trust him to run the defense. But if, if you did not trust him to run that play, if you did not like that cover zero, he should have called a timeout. He had a timeout. He should have called it. And that's why they're at 0-12 right now. I don't, does anybody – no, nobody with the Jets has an answer for it. You and I don't have an answer for it. I'm just – Yeah, you throw your hands up. They could have been 1-11, Joe, if it were not for that stupid play call. With that stupid formation that Greg Williams, which cost him his job, clearly, yeah. that he, he called. He still would have had a job, possibly, more than likely. If they won the game? If he did not call yep. the cover if, zero? Yes. If he you, if you won the game, yep. Yes. Whether he would have had it four weeks from now, like Adam Gase, which he probably won't. Whether both of those guys would lose their job, it's, it's potentially, mm-hmm. it's a potential. But he just lost his job four weeks earlier. Well, let's get out of the ugliness and get into a little excitement. How does that sound? Good. All right. All right. So as we near the, the playoffs, and we kind of touched, touched on it as, as the, we moved along the show, but we have here uh, Kansas City Chiefs are already one of those that have clinched a spot. We have Pittsburgh that's still number one in the um, American League that's still, you know, they have the, one, the 11 and one, but they're still you know, just waiting for, for their ticket to, to clinch that spot. Uh, we have Buffalo Bills. We know that, you know, there's no question about that, that unless some funkiness happens in the next uh, few games that are left um, for them to drop. But we don't, I don't see that. I don't think that the, that's even going to happen. And um, Joe, they've, they've got a hard charging Miami Dolphins team right behind them. They're a half game behind yes. the, uh, the Buffalo Bills, which, is, which shows how important last night's game against the 49ers truly was. Indeed, you know, we have the Browns in there as well. You mentioned it. They're going in one of the first, you know, the first time in since when are the Browns it, in the playoffs? Was it 2007? First time in 13 years? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I think so. Uh, we have right there on, you know, on the cusp is you have the Miami Dolphins. We have the Colts. I don't know how, you know, what's going to happen there. Um, and then we have the, the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. So yes. hand in hand in hand. So we'll see how, as we, you know, the wins and losses come about in the next uh, few weeks, how that's going to turn out. I think all those mm-hmm. teams that you mentioned could all make the playoffs. It, it, it depends on what Baltimore does over the right. last, uh, over their last five games. If they can turn this thing around, I know uh, Lamar Jackson is actually going to play tonight against the Dallas Cowboys. And we'll see what Lamar Jackson, if he can have an impact coming off 
the, the whole COVID situ- situation with him and what the Ravens are actually going to look like tonight against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, see what the outcome is. They're, you know, they're playing, uh, playing now. So what, what that outcome is at the end of it, and that may have a little bit of a shift there. We have New Orleans Saints. You know, they already have their ticket in. Green Bay Packers, right, you know, on second place. We have, mm-hmm. you know, the Rams, the Giants. I'm still scratching my head on that one, but okay. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, no so, doubt about Somebody's got to win the division, Joe. It's, it's either the Giants or Washington, but one of those teams has got to win this thing. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, we have – And host a playoff game, by the way. Huh. I don't know how I feel about that, but okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course, no, no doubt about it. We have Seattle Seahawks, Tampa Bay. They're just, you know, right there teeter tottering. They have to keep on, you know, win the next few games because if they keep on losing, they'll definitely drop off that contention. Um, if we have the other teams winning, such as uh, Minnesota Vikings, San Francisco, mm-hmm. Arizona Diamondbacks, um, Arizona Diamondbacks, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I'm having baseball withdrawals. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, Minnesota and Arizona are right there. So, you know, they're both six and six teams, both 500 teams as well. So um, it's just very, very close. It is. So so I see either the Giants or Washington winning, winning the NFC East. That's the, that They're only going to get one team in the playoffs. You see Green Bay, potentially Minnesota making it, depending on how they played the rest of the season. That will be three teams. If New Orleans and Tampa Bay both make it in, that's five. Then that would be potentially, hopefully, with the Cardinals, that would be three teams from the NFC West. Those will be the eight teams, and the and the Cardinals would sneak into the playoffs. But they have yeah. to they have to get off this schneid, Joe, and and play well over the next four games, starting with the New York Giants on Sunday. What's the possibility of that happening? Just for the Cardinals to turn this thing around. Defense has got to play better. Special teams is a major question mark. Cliff Kingsbury has got to find a way to get Kyler Murray back to where he was before the bye week when he was also an MVP, uh, MVP contention, because right now that kid is, uh, uh, he's reeling right now. He's regressing. Yeah, they have and again, that's, that's also because teams have figured out Kyler Murray and how to defend exactly. against them. And that's not his fault. That's just good teams doing their homework. Oh, exactly. And, you know, at the, at, as the first half of the season was, you know, they were winning, they were losing, they were winning, they were losing. Now it's three back-to-back-to-back losses. Seattle, New England, L.A. Rams. They go, you mentioned it, they go on to face New York Giants. Question mark there. Philadelphia. That should Ideally, be a, that sh- that should be a win. win. But that should be what a win. we're seeing out of the Cardinals and their special teams and their defense, we're probably going to see two, two teams that are, you know, at, at equal level right there. And do we see Jalen Hurts in that game? Would he be starting that game in a couple of weeks? Possibly. 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 So they saw Tua. They saw Tua when Miami came here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of question mark there. We have San Francisco division team. That's that, that, always that's, that should be yeah. a, a win. But again, it's a division opponent. It's a division opponent. What do we see each time that they face off each other? A slugfest. Exactly. And the 49 and the 49ers play well here, just like the Seahawks do. Exactly. Yes. So we'll see how that that's another question mark. Then we and then they you know they go back to playing uh, in LA, LA Rams again, another yes. division team. So that's that's probably going to be a loss there if if the Cardinals keep on playing the way that they are. Potentially, 
because we know over the years the Rams have the Cardinals number. Ever since Sean McVay has been there, ever since he took over in 2017, the Rams have the Cardinals number. Right, we're, wrap, we're close to wrapping up here, but I want to pose this question. Cliff Kingsbury has been, um, he's, been a, he's a great coach, no doubt about that. But if the Cardinals cannot turn this around and let's say they only win one game or maybe win zero games, what happens? What, is, what goes on from here with the Cardinals, with Cliff, with their players? Well, I think the organization still believes in Cliff and what he's trying to do. It's just, oh my gosh, it's an ebb and flow of a season, Joe. It's just, again, other teams are game planning for the Cardinals. I don't know if they try to upgrade the offensive line. I mean, Kenyon Drake, he's a really good running back. Chase Evans is a good running back. He has, Kyler Murray has weapons. You can't make him grow taller. You can't make him taller. Kyler Murray is the height he's going to be. This is, this is what you have to work with. And Kyler, and Kyler, we know, you and I both know, he's an outstanding talent. Mm-hmm. This kid is a monster. He's a phenomenal talent, but the height is what it is. And You're going to have to come up with some new, some new plays, some, you know, a play. Yes, some new wrinkles. Playbook, you know, yes. All of that. Yes. Move some, some of those things around. Um, do we see some reorganization of, you know, the way the players, you know, okay, do we going to, we see some access come about at the end of the season? You know, depending on how this all turns out, if they all comes out as a positive, probably you won't see too much. If it comes out as a negative, then you mean coaching wise, not coaching. I'm, I'm talking, you know, players, Oh, players. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's always turnover at the at the end of a season. But guys come and guys go. See some, some of those are, are elite, you know, players maybe, you know, going away, possibly. I don't know. Who knows? So and, just and, just, a, just a thought, just a question to, you know. Because when we see that, when we see that, this type of of results, we we kind of know what to expect at the at the uh, during the off season, right. and you know we saw it in baseball. We see it in baseball. It, this you happens know. in every sport, Joe. Baseball, basketball, basketball, football, hockey, whatever. Yep. Even if even if you have your greatest players, you still come out losing and losing some of the, your, those great players in order to you know move some pieces that, that are going to work for you. It's a results-oriented business. If you don't win, then changes are made, whether it's by whether it's coaches or players or front office personnel. So. There's a lot of teams that are going to feel the brunt of that come the end of the season, Joe. A lot of there's always change and turnover. Coaches are fired, general managers are fired. Mm-hmm. There's there's always and, and players leave and they go to different teams. Players retire. That, that's just part of sports. That's just part of uh, part of professional sports. And the Cardinals may feel that depending on how the season ends. That's just reality. In a year full of unknowns that we've lived through, this is just another part of the unknown, right? Right. Anything else left to say off, off of this uh, crazy week that it has been and even more crazy, you know, even crazier weeks ahead that uh, are upon us? No, Joe. It's just the, the Cardinals have to get better. They've got to be able to get Back, they, they've got to get off that three-game schneid, the four out of five losses schneid, and that will start Sunday, hopefully, against the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium, and then they go on from there. But that's not going to be an easy victory. That's, that's going to be a slugfest because the Giants are going to bring – they're going to bring everything, including the kitchen sink, at Kyler Murray. You know they are. Oh, gosh. Yes, I don't know. Like I mentioned, I'm going to have to watch it like a horror movie. But – 
All I have to say, I won't say it anymore after this. Let's go Packers! <laughs> Your face, Ed. <laughs> I had to get in there. You, you just gotta just... I, 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 go Packers! I, I, <laughs> <laughs> hey! You know, can you blame me? They are my favorite team. So... No, I, I don't blame you, you at all. They're, they're a really good football team and you should be proud of them. Nine and three, you've got, you've got the MVP quarterback. Potentially, if he if he beats out Mahomes, yes. then Potential. yeah, he, he he's definitely he's playing at an MVP level, and you've got an MVP level wide receiver and a running back as well. Uh, Devontae is a freak of nature. He's he's abnormal. He's inhuman. He's like Tyreek Hill. These guys aren't real. They're they're Madden <laughs> characters. They're Madden football characters. Uh, they're from another planet. Yes, mm. they're straight out of a Madden football game. So and. Where can our wonderful, amazing listeners get a hold of you, find you, hunt you down at? Well, all of those great ladies and gentlemen can find me on Twitter at EdCole43 and Instagram at EdwardCole301 and Facebook, Edward Cole. All right. And then look out for his live recap um, or game recaps following the Arizona Cardinal games for all those um, people who are Arizona Cardinal fans, Berging um, fanatics. So check him out on Facebook. That's where he has his um, Arizona Cardinal game recap. So, and then you can go ahead and follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at jrosalie. That's J-R-O-S-A-L-Y-E. And of course, Inside Sports Network, you can go ahead and also find us on Instagram at Inside Sports Net and on Twitter at Inside Sports with an extra S at the, at the end. Um, and also find uh, Inside Sports Network on Facebook. Go uh, like our page and check us out. Always, you can find us uh, here on KSRN uh, with the new show just about every, typically every week where we have a special um month this month with the holidays and everything so we have we're bringing you two shows the next show is going to be in two weeks from today uh so stay tuned for that also download from wherever it is you listen to podcasts uh your any podcast platform go check us out download us subscribe um and then until our next show we'll go ahead and hope you have a wonderful week and We'll talk to you again soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.